Dear Authors is a plot twist conversation with published authors, service providers, and publishing professionals, all discussing the ins and outs of book writing and book publishing. Hello, hello, good people. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of Dear Authors. My name is Janae Brown and I am the senior publisher and founder of Open Book Publishing. And here at Open Book Publishing, we work with creative genius and help them to transform their professional services into a page-turning published book. And so we kicked off this new Lunch and Learn series titled Dear Authors to help aspiring authors and published authors learn the ins and outs of the publishing industry. So we're going to connect with service providers, published authors, and publishing professionals. So today's episode is a treat. It's one that you all have been asking for. And what the heck is writing versus editing. What is an editor? What do I do as a writer when I'm putting together my book? And we're going to cover all that today with our special guest, Ms. Chelsea McCoy. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, Janae. Thank you so much for having me on this Dear Authors episode. Absolutely. Happy Wednesday. It's what? Yes. Happy Wednesday. Happy (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. So Chelsea, before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone all about you and how they can connect with you? Definitely. Well, welcome everyone. And my name is Chelsea McCoy. I am the um, founder and CEO of Your Writing Table, where we provide full service book writing, consulting services, editing, ghost writing, and we also do audio and video transcription. So if you need some help writing a book, if you've already written your content, you need assistance with editing, or you're thinking about ghost writing, you know, you just don't have time to write the book. You just want somebody to help you get the content out. We are here to help you. And you can find me on Facebook under my personal page, Chelsea McCoy, under the business page, your writing table. I'm also on Instagram at coach underscore Chelsea McCoy. And I'm also on LinkedIn and just about all the other social media platforms. So guys, as you can see, I got the right person here to help us with all things from writing, editing, and everything in between. So let's get into it, ma'am. So you and I talk all the time as two peer professionals in this publishing space, Mm -hmm. um, working with authors on the front end with writing, on the back end with editing. And like I said, everything in between from writing, consulting and ghostwriting and all those things, right? So before we like really, really dive in, let's get into what is the, what is an editor? What does an editor do? An editor, and at least this is my description (laughs) from my my training and expertise, an editor literally goes and assists the writer with making sure everything that they wrote, it's flowing, it's it's relevant, of course, the grammar and the proofreading. So we kind of go a step beyond what your teacher would do in school. We get that red pen and we go through and fine tune what you've written. Um, The goal of an editor is not to change the voice of the writer, but to just find fine tune it and to perfect it to make sure that it'll be perfect for print. Exactly. Right. And I'm so glad that you said that a good editor is not going to take away your voice. Right. Because Mm -hmm. the idea is to polish and not to change your work. Right. Yes. Um, Correct. 
So some additional like tips about editing a development, there's developmental editing, there's line editing, and then there's copy editing, right? Mm-hmm. So development editing, right, is the person who is doing a overlook. They're taking the book, they're reading it, and they're making sure that we get from author's uh, intent or author's purpose, like what we called it in school, to right. the <laughs> takeaway and making sure that mm-hmm. all those dots connect. And right. then line editing is like the nitty gritty. That's yeah. the part where we are legitimately, legitimately going line by line. Yes. And making sure that there it flows, making sure that if you said that it's the character is a black woman from Jamaica, that she doesn't sound like a black girl from Brooklyn. Right. Yes. For all of those things. And then copy editing has some fact finding um, elements, a part of it, but it's really like a lot of people consider copy editing almost like proofreading. Right. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the three phases of editing. Mm-hmm. So I I brought that up because I think it's important for authors to know that your editor is going to take your work from good to great. It's going to polish yes. your work. Is that accurate, Chelsea? Yes, it is. Yes, very much. Yes. Okay. So with that, they, how long should they spend writing the book? See, now that's up for debate because... Mm-hmm. As we know, writing is a process. Some Mm -hmm. people can crank it out and they can get a 50-page book out in two weeks. Some people Mm -hmm. can do it in a week. And then we know that there's others that the process may take a lot longer. It may take them months to get, you know, um, projects complete. Um, Mm -hmm. I've got clients that I'm working with right now that have literally been four to six months on just trying to get content written in a way that they even understand how it was a vision in their mind so if i take the approach if the client knows what they want this is it here's what i'm going to talk about my topic my subject then i feel more comfortable giving them a specific deadline like okay let's be done in 30 days if you're already Mm -hmm. ready let's go 30 days you go ahead and finish and be done but if i've got a client that i know they need a little bit more help which is where the consulting comes in then we take a a two to three week type of time frame to just give them time to finish creating the content Mm -hmm. so that they feel comfortable once we get to the editing stage. Yeah, that's good because what I hear Chelsea, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the importance of pre-planning before you write. Remember yes. we used to do that in school where yep. your teacher used to want you to write down the three characters, the main events, all those things, the climax, the um, plot, all of those things, the setting. And so to your point, there are some times where authors are taking four to six months to write a book. But I also think those are the authors who are not pre-planning. That's correct. They're not pre-planning. However, you have some that don't work well with a plan or an outline, which, yes, that's where we come in so we can Mm -hmm. structure and give them some guidance so that they don't kind of, you know, they're not all over the place. I even um, have some of my clients do vision boards. So it's like, if you've got your topic, go ahead and put your topic on this board. If you've got an idea, put that up on the board because some people are visual. So if they Mm -hmm. see it, 
they can lock in and stay a little bit more focused versus kind of if it's just on paper and it's just ABC and this regular outline. So that has helped um, some of my clients to be able to stay focused. Um, and then it depends on the genre and what they're writing about too, because we know fiction and nonfiction are totally different. Totally the different. structures are completely different. And, you know, that can be an entirely different conversation when you go yeah. back, you and know. Real thing when it comes to like how long should it take you to write the book? Because like I wrote my book um in eight days, right? But Janae has been writing for a very long time. Yeah. So I so here's the thing, right? I did the pre-planning. I did was very intentional about pre-planning. Like I spent a whole day pre-planning, and then I segmented the book into chapters. Mm -hmm. And from there, I was just like one hour, one chapter, one day. And the book had eight chapters, and we cranked it out. And so that's why, like I've always like the OBP authors, they will love you because you know I'm a drill sergeant. I'd be like, it don't take long to do nothing. Let's just get it done. But the reason why I say that is because editing is so long. It is. Editing can take yeah. like up to three months, it you can. know, it can take up to three months. It can take up to three revisions. And my mindset is very much, especially as a publisher is your first draft isn't going to be your final manuscript anyway. Not so why are we spending forever on it? Your editor is going to push out the best out of you. Like I always say behind every great off, every good author is a great editor. Yes, you're gonna put this anyway. Yeah, and I I usually what I do with my clients too. What I tell them is, um, matter of fact, I just talked with a client yesterday. She's like, well, I don't I don't have this. I said, don't worry about that. Right now, I need you to get the ideas out. So right mm -hmm. now, you focus on the content. We will do editing later. Like that's just right. not even. I don't want you to even focus on that right now. And mm -hmm. so, trying to get the authors to understand the process. And to not get so focused on, okay, well, what are you going to do? Don't worry about me. I just need you to get the content. And then when we get over to the next stage, then we'll be able to talk about that part. Um, because editing, and it's, it's, it's also dependent on the clients too, because you can do three revisions and have three revisions done in a week. You know, if yes, they're quick and they're on top of it. Um, and I do find, and I'm, as you know, like you were saying, you're a drill sergeant. I find that when you put a deadline on that client and you say, okay, by next Friday, we need to have this or we need to have this goal accomplished. If you give a deadline and they're really serious about it, they'll stick with that deadline. Mm -hmm. So if you say, I'm sending you this edit and I need you to go through, look at all the comments, suggestions, blah, 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 and get this back to me in this amount of time. Mm -hmm. If they do it, you know, you can go and you'll be mm -hmm. ready to go. But the ones that might drag it out just a bit, <laughs> you know, that's where it can definitely delay. So great tips, great tips, right? So let's talk about practical tips for writing, okay? And perhaps we should have started there. What are some mm -hmm. just practical tips that can cross over to every genre, <laughs> right, um, that you have from your experience that could really support authors in the writing process? Well, we kind of talked about a couple just, mm -hmm. just a second ago. We're talking about pre-planning. If pre-planning, segmenting, creating an outline, if that's something that works for you, I strongly suggest that you do it because it will help you to get your thoughts out, get those ideas out. And like you said, you'll be able to knock a chapter out, knock a section out and 
get it done faster. I yeah. also suggest find a spot where your creativity is going to flow. If it's a if it's um, Starbucks and maybe just the background noise of the the baristas and the customers, if that does it for you, by all means, go sit in Starbucks and type. However, mm -hmm. some people, they need to be in a more quiet space. Some people can't do laptops. They have to actually handwrite in a notebook. Whatever your creativity does for you, embrace mm -hmm. it and you know, walk in that so that you can really maximize your creative juices as they flow. Mm -hmm. And also one thing that I am, um, I suggest to my clients as well is to have some snacks or even some listening music, because mm -hmm. if you've set aside that time, you may get thirsty or hungry or whatnot, and you may not want to break your flow to have to get up, walk out of the room, you know, and all of that. So have your playlist ready, your water, your tea, whatever your preference is, and, you know, be able to kind of set yourself to the side, let your kids, family, you know, let them know, hey, this is my time and give me an hour, whatever your um, designated time is and be able to go. So that way you can be the most effective. Those are really good tips. So I'm hearing creating a writing space, right? Yes. Definitely creating a writing space, um, pre-planning all of us editors, teachers, writers, we, please pre-plan good people, please authors pre-plan. So <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. Um, so we're saying pre-plan, in creating a writing space that yes. appeals to all of your senses, right? Whether it's texture with food, music with sound, mm -hmm. um, comfortable clothing, those yes. things are necessary to create yes. an atmosphere for you to be creative, essentially, yes. right? Yes. Um, do you recommend, um, what about writing sprints and time blocking? How do you feel about those things? I am, I encourage them. Again, okay. um, I think that to each his own. So mm -hmm. some people do work better. Just give me a whole hour and I'm going to do what I can in an hour. However, mm -hmm. doing a sprint, you know, 15 minutes, 10 minute block. Sometimes that can crank out creativity as well because it mm -hmm. will kind of force you or stretch you to really get in there and just like, okay, here's this idea and, and I'm just going to go. So yeah. sometimes that can be needed to maximize and push, give you the push that you need to, you know, get in there and get that thought out. Yeah, I think that um, to me, it goes back to discipline yeah. because I think that the writing process, um, what people think of is very creative. It um, it's an art form, right? Yeah. But I definitely think there has to be some intersectionality with it being a science and we create maybe a formula going back to that pre-planning or time mm -hmm. blocks and time sprints. And for people who don't know what writing blocking is, um, do you want to tell them what it is? Or you want me to tell them? No, you can tell them. Go ahead. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> writing. So, think about time blocking when you're thinking about how you work, right? Where you're saying these are the ten things I have to do today, and I'm saying I'm going to do this at nine o'clock. I'm going to do this at ten o'clock. I'm going to do this at eleven o'clock, and you're giving yourself forty-five minutes from nine to nine forty-five to do it, and then giving yourself a fifteen-minute break before you go and do the task at ten o'clock. So, same thing when it comes to a writing block, where you're saying from this time to this time, I'm going to write and I'm not going to stop. That's where right. the writing sprint comes in. So if you've ever taken like a writer's workshop type of class, what they will have you do is they'll give you a prompt. 
and they will say write don't stop until the bell goes off Mm-hmm. And they will pick the various times allotted for this particular writing sprint. And so that kind of piggybacks to the pre-planning. Because if you pre-planned all the way down to your chapter frames yeah. or your chapter themes, you can just pull a chapter that's your prompt and you can give yourself a time sprint where you're saying for 25 mm-hmm. minutes, I'm just going to write and just go. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just mm-hmm. go. And I yeah. like those. And those can be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. It's very beneficial because again, your first draft isn't going to be your final draft either. So don't worry about it. Give it to Chelsea you later. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> Give it to exactly. Chelsea later. And, and you know, and I do tell um, you know, excuse me, um, in the pre-planning part when I have the consultations with the clients, as far as what they're going to write about, what they're looking to do, it's also important to really discuss that too. Like, where are you going with your writing? What is the message you want readers to take away from what you're bringing to them? And that can help in the pre-planning as well, because with each chapter, not only are you going to include what you're going to write about, but also what's the message? What's the takeaway? So as you're doing the sprint or the writing block, you can keep that in your mind as well. Okay, let me remember, I want the reader to get this and I want the reader to get that and, you know, do that. And I've also found that I've given a couple of my clients, um, I have them create avatars. So pretend that you are telling this story, you're sharing this information with this person. Who is the perfect person that you want to receive this information? And one of my clients, she was like, that was exactly what I needed. Now I can go because I feel like as I'm creating content, I'm talking to this person. And I'm sharing with her everything that is in my heart. And I said, there you go. So you can put her you know, right there. (laughs) She's sitting right next to you. Why Why are you writing? And you're giving her all of this stuff. And so, you know, I think those of us who are editors and publishers, we find those creative techniques to give our clients so it can pull out their creativeness and creativity and also maximize our time with them when we have our sessions so that, you know, we're keeping everything going and keeping everything on that, that fine oiled uh wheel <laughs> right right for sure and i love um avatars i yeah. love avatars because i think that it's important for when you are writing for you to know who you're talking to yes right yes. It, that changes understanding your audience changes your writing it um, provides some intentionality around your writing because if you're writing to a teenage girl versus if you're writing to an adult male the language that you choose is going to be different the promotion the advertisement all those things are going to change so it's important to your point Chelsea that authors are writing with the reader in mind Definitely. I was writing a book not too long ago and it was geared toward like um, the workplace. So Mm -hmm. that language had to be for people who were in that particular environment for them to, you know, fully understand what I was sharing. Mm -hmm. And the same with, as I find, you know, obviously if, 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 excuse me, if a lawyer is writing a book on some type of legal topic, if you're not familiar with legal language and the legal setting, that book may not be for you because you may not understand what it is that's being presented, exactly. you know, 
And so the lawyer was writing that book with certain people in mind, you know, and who his target, who their target market would be. Right, right. It's it's so important because it's a game changer. It can because yes. you it, it it sets the parameters for everything for your book cover, for your book campaigning, all of the marketing material because you want to write to your reader. And it's important that like my coach tells us all the time, if you are writing to everybody, you're writing to nobody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so it's important to be able and be okay with niching be okay with saying that like this is the reader these are yeah. the people, folks that i'm talking to and that's okay because if you are promoting to them if you're writing to them the people are going to show up for you because you are writing directly to them so don't try to make your book so generic that it it will hit other people anyway. Mm-hmm. It's what it mm-hmm. tends to happen, right? It right. will hit yeah. other people anyway. So Chelsea, mm-hmm. what would you advise an author to look for when they are searching for an editor? How would they know this might be the editor for me? What are some key points that you should look for in an editor? When, you, when you're looking for an editor, you want someone that's going to capture your vision. So that way, when you give them your book idea, they're able to say, cool, love what you're doing, love where you're going with it. And as you are conversing and they're telling you what they want for the type of editing, whether it's line editing, developmental copy, you're able to give them or let them know that you can help them in that way. What I always tell people when I am either, either when they reach out to me, or even if I'm reaching out to someone else, if I see that they've requested an editor, I look at editing almost like when we go to the to the beauty shop, when we go get our nails done, you're allowing someone in your personal space. Just like, and you know, when you get your nails done or when you go get your hair done, even the dentist, that's your very personal space. And you're allowed, someone is allowing you into their thoughts, you know, the things that are very um, dear and sensitive to their heart. So an editor should be like your beautician. Y'all should flow. You should gel together. You know, um, when they, when the editor brings suggestions, don't think that they're spanking you on the hand and no, that's not good, you know, but they're just telling you, you said this, here's a suggestion to say it a little better because we're trying to attract so-and-so and they can help keep you on track with where you're going with your writing. So I would say in addition to making sure that they're able to give you the style of editing that they're requesting, but also make sure that your personalities fit. And you can pretty much pick that up off of the first couple conversations, you know, um, or the first couple chats or emails, you know, that are going back and forth. Um, And you can tell too, if that's a client you want to work with, that may not be someone who, um, who fits with your editing style or personality. Absolutely. Absolutely. So also share with us, what are price points for editing? What should a um, author budget for when it comes to an editor? I would say anywhere from maybe $50 minimum all the way up to two to $300, depending on the intensity, the complexity, and the length of the manuscript. 
the length of the manuscript makes a difference because also keep in mind that some editors charge per word. Okay? Yes, they do. I don't. I do not do per word. I am okay. a. I'm a word count per page because if you got someone that's got eighty thousand words, because we know that's a pretty thick document, mm -hmm. but they've got eighty thousand words, and then you're charging three cents a word or even two cents a word, that can be very expensive. It's very expensive. If you do um, word count and see how many pages that comes out to, it's mm -hmm. a bit more um, effective, cost effective, mm -hmm. if affordable. Yeah, if you do it on a per page. So I yeah. I do on the per page basis. Per page, right? So that's what I was getting to. There are some editors who do per page and mm -hmm. some editors who do per word. The going rate these days for per word it's about four cents a word which sounds very affordable but mm -hmm. to Chelsea's point um <laughs> the average manuscript could be about 55,000 words yeah I don't think you need 50 and that's genre specific right, right. yes you don't need 55,000 words for informational based or for a non-fiction book no one's gonna read that <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of information they're going to feel like they're in school right, right? <laughs> your fantasy books right yes. a good novel yes. might push 55 to 70 thousand words and so your editor might um, charge per word or per page mm -hmm. and I also think that you need to keep in mind authors is that make sure your contract includes revisions Yes, may or may not um, add, include revisions and you don't want that to be an add-on service later the worst thing that can happen for an, edit, an author is for you to go to editor A to get your work edited they give you yeah. feedback you get the feedback and then you want to give it to them and say hey how did I do and they're like oh you didn't pay for that so exactly. make sure that yeah. revision that you understand the terms of your editing contract to make and check to see if revisions yes. are included in that and make sure that you get the revisions in there like up front you should already go for at least two revisions two good revisions might be good and then you can determine yep. if you want to add an additional revision but please authors make sure that you check the contracts and see if you're getting charged per word or per page and make sure that at least two revisions are included in that um in your contract okay um there was going to be another thing i want to tell them chelsea um I can't remember, but that editing contract is necessary, y'all. Is ne yes, it, it makes a big difference. Oh, Huge. I remember the time allotment. Some editors would tell you that you have to make your revisions or implement their feedback within a time period. Yes. Okay. So, mm -hmm. for example, let's say Chelsea is editing my book. She said, "Here is my feedback, and you have thirty days to implement these changes." Right. Mm -hmm. If I come back to her in forty-five days, she could legally charge me more, mm -hmm. or legally say I'm done. So, make sure that you are um, sticking to the timelines that have been embedded in the terms of your editing agreement as well. Well, because the page number, the word counts, the revisions, and the time frame all are things that are contingent upon the strength of that contract. Okay, authors? Mm -hmm. 
That's yeah, definitely I mean, correct. Mm -hmm. No, you hit that on the, uh, you hit that right on the head because I definitely, I talk to my clients and I, that's one of the main things we go over. Do you understand everything that we discussed and you're going to get this in writing so that right. way you fully understand it. And I also have them sign that and get it back to me. So that way it's not like, oh, you sent an email and I never got the email. No, we have a signed document. So that way it covers you and me. Absolutely. So that way everything is good. And I also provide non-disclosure agreements. So that way I let the authors know you're giving me your work. And I want you to know it's not going anywhere. It will remain confidential and private yeah. unless you authorize me to share it, you know, outside mm -hmm. of your writing table and the, your writing table editing team. So mm -hmm. if you do not authorize me to put it on Facebook and give a little sample to the people, it's yeah. going to stay right here with the, yeah. your writing table team, because I know that that's something that, um, Clients will ask too, well, who else is going to see it? Because mm -hmm. I don't want anybody else to see it. No one else is going to see it. And I'm legally bound That's to right. make sure that no one sees it because you and I have now come into written agreement that if I'm going to protect your work. And that's yeah. something that authors need to make sure of too, even just in the writing game, period. Yeah. Make sure you're legally covered. Because yes. I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard too, so many stories about authors who have gotten with, whether it be a publishing company, whether it be um, a traditional publishing house, you yes. know, and things went a little different than what yes. they expected. And now they've lost their copyright. They've lost the, um, you know, they don't have access to their documents. You know, mm -hmm. I had a young lady that told me the other day that she was like, now the people not giving her her royalties because it's still going to the yeah. company, even though her contract has expired. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you, you have to. Um, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because we're actually going to have an episode with an intellectual property lawyer to get into the nitty gritty of being legally protected authors. But you did bring up a really good point is the NDA. The NDA is very important because you don't want your editor to share your work. And one of the common ways that editors share their work is when you request them to be your editor, you're probably going to want to sample. Yes, you're probably going to want to sample. And so they have to select from their writing catalog or their editing, yes. ca editing catalog a client that is okay with them showing the work to so they are able to show that they have editing skills right exactly. and show the quality of their editor you should also authors ask for the client ask for the potential editor to show you a sample mm -hmm. right and in your agreement you can have the nda to include if you do or do not want the editor to use the work as a sample. Um, so make sure that you read that too, because you want a sample and they're going to have to sample somebody's stuff, <laughs> right? To be able to show. Um, well, right. lady, I am so grateful that you've been here with us. You have given us so much jewels. All of the authors needed all of this writing and editing tips um, as they're going forth to make sure that they have good quality manuscripts for the next, the top of the year. So Chelsea, before we leave, tell us one more time where we could connect with you. You can find me at my website, 
www.yourwritingtable.com. You can also send me an email at support at yourwritingtable.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn under Chelsea and McCoy and the business page on Facebook, which is Your Writing Table. And um, of course you can connect with Janae and she can get you my contact information as well. Absolutely. So good people. As you know, I am Janae Brown. I am the senior publisher at Open Book Publishing. You can connect with me um, at OB Publishing on Instagram, Open Book Publishing on LinkedIn, or you can visit our website, obpublishing.com. And so authors, you know, I always like to conclude each episode with a takeaway. So dear authors, my takeaway for you is get to the goal. And when I say get to the gold is you always hear people say behind every woman, behind every man is a good woman, right? Yes. I'm a firm believer behind every good writer is a great author. Get to the gold. Do not allow for your fear of rejection or your fear of imperfection to stop you from going through the editing process. Do not allow for the feedback and the notes to question or disqualify you as an author because none of those things are true. The editor has one job and that's just to get you to the gold. Okay. So remember that behind every good writer is a great great editor and Chelsea is one of them (laughs) (laughs) well thank you again Janae so much for having me on the show this has been such a wonderful experience and I love to educate and really share with the with authors the editing process um I'm transparent I'm a I'm literally an open book (laughs) pun intended right pun intended (laughs) Um, I am an open book and so I like to answer the questions because I don't want them to be in the dark and especially if you're spending money with someone to help you reach that goal you want to know what you're spending that money on and you want to be able to trust that they have your best interest at heart and they're keeping your vision at the forefront Absolutely, absolutely. Well, authors, you have heard it from the Queen de la Creme, okay? <laughs> she does writing, consulting, she does editing, she does ghostwriting. She has been writing and editing for two decades at this point. So you got all the jewels from the perfect person. Take this feedback, get your manuscripts completed authors and get started on the editing process. Because like we said, it takes longer to edit than it does to write. So don't spend too much time writing. Just Get the jewels from your head onto a sheet of paper and then call Chelsea and she got you. And she got you. (laughs) All right, authors. Where, as you know, we are here every Wednesday for your dear authors' lunch and learn. Use these nuggets that we have here, and we will be sure to see you next Wednesday for another episode of Dear Authors. Be well, authors. Bye. Bye. The Dear Authors podcast is powered by Open Book Publishing. Stay tuned for a quick commercial for our authors. Hey authors, are you tired of people telling you, you should write a book? Have you started writing and hit a wall and wondered if your book will even make the bestsellers list? Grab your copy of Publish Like the Pros by Janae Brown to learn how to execute a three-step publishing formula while you also develop the mindset and emotional stamina to publish your first book like a seasoned pro. To join the waiting list to grab your pre-sale autograph copy, 
visit www.obpublishing.com slash linktree.